destiny. And uh, it's very important that we follow the leading of, of your pastor. Appreciate being with Brother and Sister Brown again. Amen. And the rest of you, and, and we're just praying that God has His way. I'm going to remove my jacket because it's a little bit hot here tonight. Amen. Sister Howard sends her regards. Her grandson broke out in some type of hive type thing. And uh, I said, well, if it was mine, I'd say bring him to church and spread it. But, amen, it's not our kids, so hallelujah, praise God. Amen. Encouraging you to evangelize this week. We know it is uh, Veterans Day uh, weekend, and there will be lots of things going on, but make it an opportunity. I was praying today, um, and uh, I was just really, really focusing uh, not only tonight, but Sunday, and I, I'm, I'm really excited. Now, I say that all the time, but, but it's, it's just getting better and better, and, and I, just, I just want everybody to do their best to get folks here Sunday morning. How many knows the promise works? And I know the gift works. And the gift works uh, in, in, in strange ways, but I will tell you, Amen. If you will bring people here, there is an atmosphere that supercharges, amen, everything that goes on during this time of evangelism and Holy Ghost outpouring, amen, and that's what we're focusing on. So uh, let it be that we are focusing on that, and if you can do that with us, we're coming, knocking on doors, we're going to drag somebody, we'll find somebody, we'll bribe somebody, we'll, we'll do everything we can but lie to somebody to get them um, uh, to the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, I'm going to go to the book of Exodus here. Amen. Someone found me a pair of glasses. Amen. I brought some, but they weren't mine. Now, I don't know whose these are, but uh, they kind of work. Amen. They're bifocals. Whose glasses were these? Amen. Thank you, sister. It, 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 yes. Can you see your Bible right now? Sort of. Praise God. We're going to get... And, and so I'm, I'm looking here. I'm going to go to uh, Exodus chapter number 19 and uh, verse 23. And then I'm going to jump uh, a little bit uh, uh, ahead. And uh, I, I text your pastor uh, yesterday and I said, is there anything that you would like me to, to expound on? Just, just in a way of, of getting the feelings of things. And he said, WW. R.D. Now, you don't understand what that means. And uh, so I'm going to do exactly what WWRD would do. Praise God. And I'll tell you that in just a minute what that means. But let's go to the book of Exodus as a springboard. Now, this is not my focal point. This is just a, a, a springboard of where I, I really want to go. And uh, we'll see. Uh, chapter number 19, verse 23. And Moses said unto the people, uh, and the Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to the Mount Sinai, for thou chargest us, saying, Set bounds about the mound, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Get away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron and thee. But let not the priests or the people break through, come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. Amen. Verse number 18, And all the people saw the thundering and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou unto us, and we will hear, but let not God speak unto us, lest we die. Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that, is, that his fear may be before your face, that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near 
onto the thick darkness where God was. Amen. If you'll turn to chapter number 24. Amen. Verse number 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount, and there, and I will give thee the tables of stone and the law of the commandments which I have written. And thou mayest teach them. Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua, and Moses went up into the mount of God. And he said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us until we come again unto you. Behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come up then. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days, and the seventh day called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And the Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. Amen. Chapter number 20, uh, 33. Lengthy reading. Amen. Amen. Uh, excuse me. Verse chapter uh, 34, verse 2. I'll give these glasses focus this. Verse 2. And be ready in the morning and come up in the morning unto the mount Sinai and present thyself there to me in the top of the mount. And no man shall come with you, neither let any man be seen throughout all the mount, neither let the flocks or the herds feed before the mount. And he hewed two tables of stone like an unto the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning and went up unto the Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him and took in his hand the two tables of stone. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. There are many other passages that I would be reading uh, that would correspond with this. But by the help of the Lord, I want to somehow uh, release, somehow convey somehow impart something that is going to help us. Listen to me before you're seated. The preaching of your pastor and ministers, evangelists and teachers that come out of the 168 hours a week that transpires in your life, 40 to 50 of those are given to work, 35 of those are maybe given to school, and 25 to 30 of those are given to your entertainment and pleasure. And out of those, 56 hours of that is to your sleep, if you take your Wednesday night and your Sunday morning, amen, we have about five, three to four hours that this pulpit and this ministry tries to impress, tries to impact you to live for God or to do something for God. So out of that 168 hours, for the next 25 minutes, we are going to try to somehow influence you even though you've been influenced already by the things of this world and by the things that you come in contact with, 25 minutes here is going to try to impact you, amen, to reach a community, a city, a world that surrounds you. That's why I'm asking you to pray for the ministry, for we have so little time to try to impact you enough to reach something that is so vast. And when we try to rush ourselves in a three to four hour week 
amen, to try to impact you with God. We try to get as much God as we can. Our job is to impact you enough that when you leave here, that you are serving God on Thursday, you are serving God on Friday, you are serving God on Saturday. Sunday, we try to impact you again for an hour and a half, that you could serve God on Monday and serve God on Tuesday. Oh, God, help us to be impacted, whereby we would feel the spirit of soul winning and evangelism, that we would look around and not just try to survive, but we would say, wait a minute. Amen. There's a job. There's a mandate. There's a proclaiming that's given to me that I've got to shake myself from the DVDs and the Internet and the music and all the influence and get focused on what I'm supposed to be doing. So help me and pray for me as I try for 25 minutes to impact you and let the Holy Ghost... I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the preach on me already. I thought I might just give an introduction to try to make it plain and simple. But i got a feeling that this church, amen, wants to impact a city and impact their relatives and impact their family members. Oh, raise your hands right now. In the spirit that you feel right now... Pray, God, impact me somehow. Impact me right now, God, that somehow the Holy Ghost could touch me, that I could be influenced by your Spirit, that greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world, and somehow I can be used of God in this world. Clap your hands to the Lord, everybody. And if you're going to help me preach here tonight, would you be all by all means, uh, amen, get an amen ready, uh, get a hallelujah ready, uh, let's get our faith ready for this weekend, uh, no telling what's going to happen tonight uh, or tomorrow, uh, amen, let's get ready, uh, amen, to do something, amen, clap your hands as you're being seated, hey, clap them loud, clap them loud. Amen. Thank you, Sister Hammond, organ player. Praise God. Amen. I'm glad to be in God's house tonight. It's one more time, amen, that you can gather together with your brothers and sisters and say this one thing. We're in the house of God, amen, and we come to get something from God, and we're not about to be stifled in our own front yard. We're going to let God touch us, amen, be around us and through us and upon us. That's what this service is all about. Touch me, Lord, God, one more time, and let your presence be felt here. Thank you, sister. By the help of the Lord, I want you, amen, to meet me at the top. Meet me at the top. Here it is Wednesday night again, and we've gathered together as faithful saints and ministers to do this one thing, to hear the voice of the Lord. Even as I am preaching, I am just not preaching a sermon or a message, but it is even my spirit. I want to hear the voice of God speaking to me. I want him to speak to the usher, to the sound lady, to the preacher, to the drummer, to the singer, to the babysitter. Somehow we need to hear a voice in this day and in this time. I like our music. I like our activity. I like our Pentecostal lifestyle. But oh God, help us to hear the voice of God on a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning that breaks out of the mold of the Monday 
became normal and somehow the earth is shaken. Amen. And something begins to ignite in your life as you sit there and try to plug in to this service tonight. Somebody, let's go to the top of the mountain and see what God can do for us. I don't come at a slow pace here tonight. Amen. But I come with a charge and a mandate. For I feel that you are living, amen, just in the range of a great potential that this church has. Amen. This church has been pushing and working and praying and building a community of believers that will fortify themselves, not only to strengthen themselves within themselves, but there's a glimpse, amen, and vision that this church is catching uh, about evangelism uh, hey uh, we can't evangelize uh, my job uh, we can't evangelize uh, my school uh, we can't evangelize uh, my block uh, we can't somebody give me an amen uh, it's more than singing and preaching uh, it's about feeling the mandate of God uh, that beats in our bosom uh, and in our spirits uh, save the lost uh, save the lost uh, save the lost uh, save the lost uh, someone clap their hands again to the Lord when I heard the prayer request of our sister back there with the two babies, amen, again she raised her hand and said, pray for my husband. To you it might be one of those things, there goes sister so-and-so again, praying for her husband. And you know when she raises her hand, you know what she's going to say, pray for my husband. Amen. I don't care if she says it a thousand times. Sister, don't stop raising your hand and saying, pray for my husband. Amen. Because it is the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And she knocked on the door. And she knocked on the door. And she knocked on the door. Somebody keep on knocking. Somebody keep on praying. Somebody keep on singing. Somebody keep on preaching. Until we get a breakthrough into the supernatural dominion of authority. Clap your hands again to the Lord. Come on, is there a champion in the house? Is there a champion in the house? Is there somebody that's got victory in the house that is ready to step up and meet me at the top of this thing? Praise God. When I was listening to you, sister, raise your hand again. Amen. And you said, pray for my husband. I thought quickly to what's happening in my own personal life. Where after, amen, here 30 years of preaching and in ministry, amen, my brothers have been looking at my life. Amen. I was the wild one. I was the druggie. I was the jailbird. I was blah, 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 blah. Amen. But in the last five years, my oldest brother with his college degree and his military stripes. Amen. After two divorces. Amen. Come in calling me on the phone. Kelly. Amen. What about this? Kelly. What about that? And little by little. Amen. He's coming closer and closer. I thought I was going to get him at David Alvarez's. Amen. When he was standing in the back and he gripped the back of the pew. He said I'm not ready yet. I thought I was going to get him. Amen. When he moved up to a Reading and I took him to a brother's church up in ready to, but he wasn't ready yet but lo and behold thank God for another heart attack hallelujah Amen. Thank God. Amen. That he's got his hand on him and he's not going to get away because there's been prayers for that man. There's been prayers and he's been in the presence of God and he called me and he said, guess what they did? 
Listen to me. Let God work on his side. God knows what he's doing. And he called me up. He said, you know, because of my heart attack, now they got me in stress tests. And I'm going to see a psychiatrist. And they want to know why I get stressed out and why am I this and that. And finally he called me back and he said, you know what? We've come from a real dysfunctional family, huh? I said, now you got it, Bubba. Amen. We're all messed up. And then a few days ago, amen, you know what he called me up and said? He said, guess what? They've laid me off because of this. And you know what? All I can do is ask you, and I know you offered it to me before, amen, but would you mind if I moved into your trailer down in Riverside? And I said, he's getting closer and closer and closer. Amen. I can't wait till I come to this podium and say, guess what? My brother got baptized and he got the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to sit down in a service, but I'm going to keep praying and preaching because our families are coming in. Do you hear me? Our fab don't. Some of you got family members. Do you think I'm worrying about the economy? Do you think I'm worried about the things that are going haywire in America? I don't care what takes place. If my family gets stirred, if my family gets saved, well, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. It's about saving somebody. And so it is that we're climbing to the top of this thing. Now, I read to you a few passages, but there are so many more that are connected with this going to the top of the mountain. I want you to metaphorically, amen, excuse me, amen, almost spit out my false teeth, praise God. Symbolically, that was a whole lot easier, praise God. I want you to somehow liken to what I'm saying into your own personal life or even into the life of your church. I don't believe it is that God intends for us to stay way on the outside, amen, of the circumference of what God's doing. I don't believe it is in the day and time we're living in that we are to be on this side of the blessings of God. But somebody, amen, is going to say, wait a minute, I'm not going to stand out here. I'm going to get as close as I can to God. I'm going to go as high as I can. I'm going to reach as far as I can. Now, there's four scriptures that I usually use, but because of not my glasses, amen, you'll find that there are many people that went to the mountain. Amen. There was one that went during the time of the 40 days, amen, and that was Moses. But you can read where Aaron went up with Moses one time. The elders went up to the mountain at one time, amen, and Joshua went up to the mountain. But it was that Moses went that little bit further into that place. Amen. We are living in the New Testament. And I don't believe it is that you sitting on those pews and worrying about your school, your job, your finances, your marriage. Amen. Is to stay below your privilege of a one God apostolic child of God. I believe it is that there's got to be something that comes into your spirit and says, wait a minute. Amen. I am his child. I am his blood body son and daughter of God. Why should I stay down here when there's something happening up there? 
But the spirit of this age says, stay down. Don't come any closer. You can't get any closer to God than what you are. I beg to differ with you. Amen. Your baptism, Holy Ghost experience was just a door opening for something greater in your life. It's more than just singing and clapping. There is something that can help. I'm going to tell you how I feel right now. I feel like I'm preaching in the fourth quarter. Amen. And I got seven points to make. Amen. And I'm telling you, all hell is saying no. Amen. You ain't going to get this thing across that line tonight. But I'm going to call a timeout and quit preaching and say, church, don't sit there. Buy into this tonight. Buy into this tonight. Buy into this tonight. We can be victorious. You can overcome. You can go far. You can't over... Amen. Close up the sermon for a minute. Close up the book and shake yourself from your problem, your anxiety, your frustration, your sickness, and someone start climbing. I'm going to the top. I'm getting out of this thing. I'm getting somewhere that I've never went before. Somebody help me now. But you got to put your spirit into it. you got to determine, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going there. Pastor, we could be satisfied with our Sundays, and it's full, and it's rocking. But i got a feeling you're not satisfied. Amen. And some saints of God are not satisfied. Until we see our loved ones, and our families, and our friends in these altars, that's why on Wednesday night, come on, come on, come on. Let's go to the top. Meet me at the top of this thing right now. Brother Howard, you don't understand what I'm going through. Brother Howard, you don't know what I'm facing. And maybe I don't, but I've preached long enough to know that there is confusion in the pew. And there is frustration in the pew. And there is poverty in the pew. And there is all kinds of junk that we face every day. And I've got about 18 more minutes to try to impact you enough to get you to understand there is a God. There is a God that stands on His throne. And He calls down to this church come up a little higher come up a little let me talk to you on the basis of reality and not fictitiously evangelistically stretching. Amen. I, if you go to my house right now, let me touch some of you. And you pulled my pillow back right now. And you pulled Sister Howard's pillow back right now. Underneath her pillow, it says, we will be blessed financially. And then under my pillow, there's a note that says, God, bless my finances. And every time we go to bed, amen, we go to bed with this reassurance. God is going to take care of our finances. Ah, let me tell you, me and Sister Howard don't go to bed trying to figure out the bills, trying to figure out the finances, trying to figure out what's going on. Amen. But when we lay our heads on our pillow, God is going to bless me. God is going to take care of me. Somebody quit being negative. Quit being negative. Start thinking like you're a winner. Start thinking. Like you can. My 
God, somebody go along. Praise God. Somebody throw that around. Somebody get going. I'm not about to get tackled on this platform tonight. Somebody is going to break out and say, hey, we are going to be victorious here. Hey, come on, lazy. Come on, lazy. Get home. Come here. Stand up. Hey, man, he, he catch it like this. I'm talking about getting aggressive. I'm talking about saying, wait a minute. My God, I feel like kicking over the tables in the house of God. And I... You play better soccer than you do football, praise God. You might think I'm crazy. Amen. But Sister Howard says evangelists at Thanksgiving time and Christmas time, it gets a little bit slow. And I said, God, you got to bless me. So guess what? I didn't even know if I was supposed to be here Wednesday. And I text you, and here I come. And then guess what? I hope to God you're there Friday night because they asked me to preach Friday night. Praise God. Oh, you're not catching that, are you? And my neighbor came down and said, hey, can you help me in my swim pool in my backyard? Hey, man, I said, yeah, what can I do? He said, my mom will give you 500 bucks. I don't think you've just seen the blessings of my pillow. i got a Wednesday night, a Friday night, a Saturday outreach. Amen. Tomorrow cleaning yard. I go, oh, my God. You think I'm going to go to bed saying, oh, God, oh, God, I'm afraid. Uh, my God is Jehovah Jireh. My God is Jehovah Jireh. You better start coming to the top. You better get away from the crowd. You better start climbing because God is still in the blessing business. Oh, everybody clap their hands to the Lord right now. Is this all right? I said, is this all right? You can stay down there or you can come up here. You can be depressed or you can be happy. You can have anxiety or you can have joy. You can be sick or you can be healed. What do you want to do? Does somebody feel faith right now? Raise your hands in this place and start praying for your finances. I feel that right now. Start praying for your finances. Start saying this prayer. God, help me to prosper. Help me to prosper. Help me to prosper. Here's the scripture. I would that you would prosper as your soul prospers. You gotta pray the right prayer. You just can't say hallelujah, hallelujah. You gotta say, God, bless my finances. God, bless my finances. God, bless my finances. God, help me to prosper. And if you're with me, clap your hands as you're being seated right now. Somebody come to the top. I'm coming. I'm just wondering who's coming with me. Praise God. Always in God. Always in God. Amen. You're going up. Amen. You're always doing something. 
You're crossing over. You're coming out. You're coming in. Amen. Moses to the mountain. Come on up. Crossing over to the Red Sea. Coming out. Elijah out of the cave. Coming in. Noah in the ark. Standing up like Job. Going through like David over the top of Goliath. Going forward like Jehoshaphat with praise. Turning around with repentance and letting God have His way. Following Jesus like a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. Amen. Somebody apprehend that which is trying to apprehend you. Spirit of transfer of Elijah, Elijah to Elijah. It's a spirit that you can catch. For even they said, amen, he could be in the spirit of Elijah. Amen. When they looked at John the Baptist. A spirit is transferable. And what I'm trying to transfer to you tonight is a spirit of an overcoming prosperity and living for God victoriously and saying, greater is he that's in me than he that's on my job in my school in Marafa. Now stay with me for just a moment. There are great mountains in the scriptures. Some of these mountains you will recollect. Some of them that you may not. But let me bring to your remembrance and to your understanding that you'll find on top of mountains, God meets with his people. Amen. Very seldom will you see God, amen, meeting someone in the valley as with the lily of the valley. Although he does to encourage you, but he does tell you to get out of the valley and get on the mountaintop. Someone clap their hands and say amen. Like an Elijah on Mount Carmel or Mount Gehazim, amen, where the blessings flow, or Mount Nebo, which is actually the mountain of Abraham or Abram, amen, Mount Moriah, amen, where God visits his people in a great way, or on Mount Ararat, where there's a promise and a rainbow for each and every one of us. Some would say, man, there is Mount Hermon or what they call the Mount of Transfiguration, where you see beyond your circumstances and you get a revelation when you get to the mountain because when you're in the valley there is not a revelation but somebody walk in this service tonight and see beyond what their circumstances are right now Amen or Mount Calvary where the greatest things happen but there's no greater mountain are you still with me would you say Amen Amen. I think we're at the red zone right now, folks. Praise God. Some of you men, you understand what I'm saying. We're at the red zone right now, and we got a first town. Amen. And we got four more plays to get this thing over. Because somebody is going to walk out of here. I came in discouraged. I walked out with joy. I came in here sad. I've got the joy, joy in my spirit. I walked out of here, amen, with some determination that I'm not going to live this life anymore that I've been living. But I'm going to wake up in the morning and say, this is the day that the Lord Lord has made in it I will rejoice no greater mountain than you will find than that of Mount Olive let me just digress for just a moment but yet in the same spirit in fervency you see the Mount of Olive, amen. I was there almost four or five years ago, amen. Time is quickly slipping faster than what I realize. 
Amen. It is the east of Jerusalem. And let me give you just some background. Amen. There are three mountain peaks that run from north to south. Amen. These three things resembling, amen, and symbolically, amen, the spirit, the word, amen, and the water. Stay with me now. Amen. It is, amen, named because of all the olive groves that are there in that place. When you think of olive and olive groves and then the oil that comes out of the olive branches that goes into, amen, the anointing oil, there's a connection all the way through Mount of Olives. And can I tell you this? I feel the anointing in this house that's no different than the oil that ran down Aaron's beard when there's unity and harmony. There's greater is he that's with us. God. So in this olive grove, amen, there's a great testimony of what goes on in this place. Time will not permit me and I will not bore you with all the statistics and all the things that has happened at Mount of Olives. Amen. Although it does uh, rise up about 80 meters above. Amen. When you look at the pictures of Jerusalem and you see the Dome of the Rock, the Mount of Olive, amen, is across from that with the Kindred Valley between them or, amen, the Via Della Rosa that Jesus walked from the garden, amen, all the way down into there, the holding tank or the prison where they held Jesus. It is that when you're on the Mount of Olive, you look across. This mountain is so important. Maybe you don't understand, but the Jews understand it because it is within that mountain. There are over 150,000 graves of patriarchs and rabbis that are buried on that hill. They face the eastern gate. And Zechariah prophesied in Zechariah 14 that the Messiah would come and stand on Mount of Olives and split it in half. Amen. And will come back and be victorious for the Jews. That mountain each year is pilgrimage by those that come and lament like Jesus did when he looked over Jerusalem and said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, he that killeth the prophets. Mount of Olives is significant enough to get you to understand that it was at Jesus' ascent that he met with his disciples, amen, and ascended and told them to go to Jerusalem to be empowered with a power from on high. What am I trying to say? Amen. There is a mountaintop experience if you... Oh, There is a mountaintop experience if you are willing to climb in your spirit and say, we are going to climb to the top of this thing called revival and church and victory. And this church will be a beacon that shines in SoCal. Let me just express just a few more things. It was at this particular mountain that is very important to understand that it was at this mountain that from Exodus chapter number 12, amen, when the fire of God descended, amen, on that mountain in chapter 19, chapter number 22, chapter number 33, chapter number 35 of Exodus, amen, the mountain shook and quaked and fire came down upon that mountain. It was a symbolic, amen, metaphor that throughout all the scriptures, you'll find that there are points of time that things 
exchange on top of a mountaintop. It was that the receiving of the law on Mount Sinai was the closing of human government in Old Testament and opening a door to a new place. Are you still with me? We just say praise the Lord. It was an Ezekiel that he's seen on this Mount of Olives, the glory of the Lord. Amen. Leaving Israel and there, amen, nothing was to be heard. It was from the law until Ezekiel's scene of the Spirit descending off Mount of Olives. Amen. That there was a transfer or a changing of the way that God was dealing with His people. It wasn't, amen, until we find Jesus, amen, descending, amen, hello somebody, amen, the Spirit of God descending, amen, lifted from Ezekiel off of olives and coming down, amen, in the Spirit upon Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 24, He is there prophesying of the end. When He meets with His disciples on Mount of Olives, He ascends up, which opens up, amen, the new chapter from mountain to mountain to mountain. There is a mountaintop experience for you if you will ascend and climb. I just gave you seven pages of notes right there real quick. But here's something that's more significant. It was at this particular mountain that every new moon, every new moon, that they would set a fire on top of Mount of Olives. It was at this mountain all the way from the coast all the way to Babylon. Amen. That they would start setting fires on top of these mountains. Because it was the new moon. Amen. That fresh, amen, new moon. Amen. That would come. That would start the new year or even the new moon of each month. It was Israel would have their three court members that would wait. And when they would see the shining of the first moon. Amen. The new moon. They would light the bonfire. And when the others were on the other mountain, they'd see the bonfire light. And they would light their bonfire. And then they would light their bonfire. If every mountain that was there, amen, Israel would know that it was time for a new moon. It was time for a festival. Can I tell you this right now? Amen. That every day with Jesus is better than the day before. And I'm here to tell you it's time to light a bonfire in your spirit, in your home, in your church. Keep standing, sister. Keep standing, brother. Praise God. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. That's right. Amen. I want you to start a fire right now. Amen. There goes another sister. There's a fire over there. There's a fire over there. There's a fire. 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 From mountain to mountain to place to place. We got to keep the fires burning on the mountaintops. Keep the fire burning on the mountaintop. Don't go in the valley. Stay on the mountain. Amen. As one songwriter said, come on, baby, light my fire. I want you to stand with me. Praise God. It was that from these bonfires, 
Amen. That they would begin to light. Amen. And they would visually see a fire started. A fire started. A fire started. That means it's a fresh day. It's a new moon. It's a new beginning. It's a fresh touch. It's a victory. And we're about to go to feast time. Amen. And I'm telling you right now. Amen. I feel the spirit of faith and zeal. Amen. If the devil's trying to put your fire out, amen, grab somebody's praise and say, let me have some of your fire. Let me have some of your fire. Because I want to burn on top of the mountain. And I know that it is. What's the significance? And I'm hurrying. Amen. That on every mountain, they would light a fire. And go from one to the other to the other. All the way to Babylon. Think of that right there. All the way from the blessed city of Jerusalem. All the way to the sinfulness of Babylon. Did you know that you could leave this place tonight and feel the bonfire of God in you? Amen. That every sinner around you could see the fire in you tomorrow. Praise God. When you walk amongst Babylon and... In First Peter, the Bible says the, the church in Babylon salutes you. Amen. Did you know that we could walk out of this place and say, wait a minute. I'm on fire for God. I'm going to win a soul this weekend. I'm going to see somebody baptized. I'm going to bring somebody. Oh. Watch out plays all the way through the scriptures from Mount Sinai. Amen. All the way through every time God is doing something. Amen. He does it on a mountaintop. It is that Jesus ascends off of Mount Olive. And I've just told you just a little brief history of lighting the fire starting on Mount of Olives. It is that Jesus tells his disciples, go, amen, to Jerusalem and be endued with power from on high. Amen. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they're sitting. There appeared upon them cloven tongues like as the Mount of Olives. It is that the fire, amen, descends upon the believers. No more was the fire just going to be on top of mountains. No longer was it just going to be on Sinai or Mount Hur or Mount of Olives. But the fire was going to sit on each and every baptized believer. Do you hear what I'm saying? And on that believing place, amen, on that mountain, there's blessings. There's rainbows. There's victories. Amen. There's power with God. Amen. Somebody could be an Elijah. And call fire down in their life and say, shut the mouths of the backbiters. Shut the mouths of the complainers. Shut the mouths of the spirit of doubt. There's fire. There's fire. There's fire. There's fire. Come up a little higher and 
tonight. And I'm going to ask from this night, Thursday and Friday and Saturday, if you make it Friday night to the youth, that's going to be great. It's just going to add to the spirit of this church. But when we come in Sunday morning from this service, we're going to be singing, we got the victory. We're going to catch some fire right now. We're going to catch on fire. We're going to renew some faith in us. We're going to pray for a spirit of evangelism to hit us for Thursday and Friday. But all I want you to do is make a signal, amen, from mountain to mountain, to person to person, step out into this altar for about the next five minutes. With your hands raised and begin to sing with these singers. Here we go. One, two. Thank you, Jesus. We got the
Praise God. Praise God. Well, guess what? Amen. If he'll believe, and this church will worship God with me. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, who says fire can't fall on Wednesday night? Almost 850 this year. Come on, dude. Praise God. What do you think about that? And then this weekend, I could I could almost see us having 10 to 18 get the Holy Ghost this weekend. Fire, come up higher. Now don't make me go old school. Don't make me do that. But it just ran through my mind right now. You know what I thought? I want to take you higher. Now, I know I don't look like sliding the family stone, but we are the family of God. Do you want to go higher? Do you want to go higher? So here's what's going to happen to you tonight. We're going to celebrate with your party tonight. When I lay hands on you, this is the gift. That's why pastor has me come by once a month. I pray with people to get the Holy Ghost. And then we solidify. We help people get in Bible studies. And then I come through once a month. I lay hands on folks because that's my gift. I don't pastor. It's 30 years. I pastored 17 years. I'm building a bridge here so he knows where I'm coming from. Wasn't raised in church. Amen. I'm from the hood. Praise God. So it's all good. You can keep playing because that bass does a good job. Amen. Because, you know, it just gives that vibrato for the white black and mulatto. That's right. Praise God. Hallelujah. So here's what's going to happen. This is what the Word says. Amen. Acts chapter 2. The Holy Ghost fell on them. They began to speak in tongues. Acts chapter number 8 and 9. Amen. Philip's preaching came down, called for the apostles, laid hands on them. Boom. They got the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 10, while Peter yet spake these words, boom, the Holy Ghost fell on them and they began to begin speaking tongues. Acts chapter 19, amen. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Amen. He laid hands on them, boom, they got the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians, amen, 13 and 14, talks about the Holy Ghost. Paul says, I would that you would speak with tongues, amen. I'm glad I speak with tongues more than you all, amen. When an unbeliever comes in and sees us all speaking in tongues, will they not say we're crazy? That's right, because we're all going to speak in tongues right now, amen. Now, this is what the Bible said, the love of God. God's love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's scripture. The Bible says, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the mouth, or the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So think of that. The love of God comes in your heart. How's it going to express itself? Through your mouth. Not just a simple prayer, just not believing, just not coming to church. Amen. But it's actually an action that takes place when it comes in. I was raised a Catholic. 
Amen. And I made all my ways through all types of religions. There was something that happened to me when I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Wow. Amen. I got it so hard. Amen. It blew my hair off my head. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now it's just a Holy Ghost solar pad right now. Praise God. It puts, it puts more glad in my stride, more quiver in my liver, more dip in my hip. Hallelujah. So for 30 years, what I've been doing is traveling around praying with people. Coming up, if I, I'm really shooting for a thousand people by the end of the year. I'm just sharing with you, okay? I'm building a bridge so he can understand. If, if we get a thousand this year, amen, we will be at 14,000 people over over 30 years of ministry. So I'm pushing real hard, bro. I'm pushing hard. The most people I ever received the Holy Ghost was 180,000 people. Praise God. It was in Africa. We were just a big old celebration. So it was real cool. 8,000. In America, the most I've ever seen in one service, amen, at one time, was 158. Praise God. We baptized 78 in Jesus' name. Someone say amen. So what I'm saying to you, amen, you're just another another one getting the Holy Ghost, right? Because when Queen said another one bites the dust, I say another one gets the ghost. And another one does, and another one does. So this is what's going to happen to you when you get the Holy Ghost. You're going to speak in tongues. Now what is speaking in tongues? It's another language. Now when they received the Holy Ghost in the Bible, there were people from different nations. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers of Mesopotamia and Cappadocia and Pontus and Pamphylia. Those are all countries. Those are all regions. They all came together. They started hearing these guys speaking in another language. It was really cool. You get carpal tunnel right there, praise God. Amen. That's all right. Because I'm, I'm going to be excited on Wednesday night that another brother gets the ghost right now. But I'm just not rushing you down here and getting you to pray. Because I preach a message about fire falling on a mountain. And that's what's going to happen in this service tonight. And there's only a prerequisite for you receiving the Holy Ghost. And I do this with everybody. It could be one. It could be 25. I will stop the whole train. Amen. And ask for a ticket. And all that ticket is, is do you believe? That's it. That's what Jesus said. Do you believe? Amen. That's all it was. Do you believe? And that's, that's, that was an honest question. And every time that Jesus would talk to the blind, do you believe that I can? Yes. Do you believe I can do this? I believe. He asked one man about healing his son. He says, I believe, but help my unbelief. That's an honest, that's an honest statement. I believe, but I'm not sure what's going on. It's all right. You're not supposed to know all the questions. If we knew all the answers to the questions, we'd be God. Praise God. I know that some of you husbands think you are, but you're not. Praise God. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to lay hands on you. Your language is going to change. It might be Chinese or French or Cambodian or Swahili or German. I don't know, bro. But it's going to be another language. Why? This is the reason. Why did he choose tongues as a sign? Because no one can tell you what to say. No one can make you say anything. So when I lay hands on you, you open your mouth, and you start speaking in tongues. That lets you know, I released myself to that which I can control. That's when you, and I'll pray with her, and she's going to talk in tongues again. And you all be good, you hear me? You all be good, all right? Praise God. Are you in college right now? Are you in college? You're working right now? Are you making your steps? Praise God. Just live right. right. Amen. God will bless you. I was 19 when I came to this thing. 
Traveled around the world three times already with two credits in high school. Hallelujah. Who said I wouldn't be most successful? Hallelujah. Come on over here. Come step over here. Are you all ready? Now, for some of you that are struggling with your prosperity and your finances, all I can tell you is be faithful in your tithes and offering and just keep living that mentality. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. It's not positive thinking. But what I am saying, have the mind of Christ. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. When I get up in the morning, I'm blessed. When I lay my head on my pillow, I'm blessed.
soul winners tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. I release the spirit of evangelism, God. Even though they didn't even know that someone was going to get the Holy Ghost tonight, I know it without a shadow of a doubt that this Sunday, God, these altars will be filled with people for the Holy Ghost. God, use their eyes, their legs, their mouth. Let them be evangelists this week. Let them stay on the mountain. And we give you praise. And everyone say in Jesus' name. Everyone say in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the We got the victory.
Hallelujah. Thank God for what He's done. Amen. Let's thank God. Let's put our hands together and thank God for what He's done in this place tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We must be about our Father's business. Anybody excited about letting God lead you to somebody this week? I know you've been thinking in your mind. I know you've been thinking in your mind about uh, who you're going to invite out to the house of the Lord, bring out to the house of the Lord to see God fill with the Holy Ghost and transform their life and give them a new hope. Amen. Let's be busy about our Father's business. Friday night is the youth event leaving from the church here. What time are you leaving here, AJ? 6.30 here from the church, 6.30 Friday night. And then Saturday morning at 10 o'clock for outreach. Everybody say 10 o'clock. Outreach. Everybody say outreach. And Sunday at noon, let's bring them out and let's see what God will do. Praise God. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.